You are listening to Absent Minded, brought to you by HabsEyesOnThePrize.com. Hello and welcome to Absent Minded. My name is Jared Book, and we are continuing our look at the Atlantic Division with the Ottawa Senators and, and probably, in my opinion anyway, one of the more interesting teams in in the division just based on the the changes that they made this offseason. And very happy to be joined today by, by TSN Cheryl Pounder. Cheryl, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm ready to get back into the full swing of things here. I, I'm shocked. I can't even believe that the summer is over. I blinked and it was gone with all of the cancelled events that kind of got pushed into the summer. So I did manage to get some of September off, but here we go. And it's like giddy up. Once it starts, it gets going right through right through the spring. Yeah, you had a you had a busy summer with the uh the two the two tournaments, uh the the uh women's worlds and then obviously the world juniors as well. Um, but the, the senators also had a busy summer. Um, and and I think that one thing that is interesting is when a, a team that's been rebuilding like the senators have kind of really make that next step. And, and last year, Pierre Dorian said, you know, the rebuild is over, basically saying we have the pieces in place. This year, they took another step forward where they basically, you know, adding Alex Dabrinka, adding Claude Giroux. Are are the the expectations are probably have never been higher in in recent history for, for the Senators. So how, how do you how do you see them uh, looking as the as the season starts? Well, first of all, I think it's just a very optimistic time for them. I mean, you look at their fan base, uh, you know how optimistic they are right now, and they've been waiting for this. They've been waiting for this moment where they can say, listen, we have got a really good squad here. We know that this is a foundation that we can build, uh, we can be a driver with. So I think there's just that hope and the optimism with the additions with Debrinka and Giroux um, and what they bring to this lineup. But when you look at the forward group in particular, with the additions of those two guys, and what you already had with your youth there, Um, I believe that this is a a top six that can be so effective, not just because of the six, but because of what it does to your middle six. So all of a sudden now, you know, you have a third line and who knows whether Pinto might, you know, show whether he jumps up and down the lineup, but you're looking at a third line now that really can compete. They can be strong in their own zone, but yet they can contribute offensively. And during the preseason, I was really impressed with Pinto, with Mott and Joseph. So again, this is another line. So you're adding another layer to a team we all know in the NHL and any hockey, really, you need that third line and how effective they have to be. So the additions that they made and the acquisitions in the offseason, what they've done is they've just garnered depth within the lineup, given them a, a bona fide top six that I think they're going to play with a little bit here to try and find the right combinations. I mean, I don't think you ever thought Kachuk, Norris, and Batherson might be split up, but I think, you know, they're looking at combinations when you have elite scores like Debrinkit, you've got passers like Giroux who can also you know, go into the middle and help Stutzle out, whether he goes to the wing or stays in the middle. So lots of lots of adjustments, a lot of puzzle pieces here. But I think DJ Smith can say, but I've got the pieces up front right now. I've got the pieces. And that's really exciting for them. Yeah. And, you know, you mentioned Shane Pinto. Obviously, Montreal saw a lot of Ottawa in the preseason. And he's a guy that really, you know, stepped up and and really impressed me. And, and you, you know, he's had 
uh, a little bit of time in the AHL as well. But yeah, you can really tell that. And that's the big thing with, with teams that are, you know, going from that, you know, rebuilding to try to, to, to contend for a playoff spot is, is really that the rebuilding gets you those top prospects and those top picks, but it's really surrounding them. Uh, that that is the challenge for a lot of teams and taking that next step. And I mean, you can look at, you know, even Edmonton <laughs> having trouble with, with that, uh, especially, you know, two, three years ago, things like that. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that, you know, when you look at Ottawa, the, the big question really isn't up front at all. Um, yeah. it, it's really when you look back and uh, Cam Talbot being injured obviously isn't ideal. Um, you know, he was brought in to, to really be, uh, if not the starter, then definitely the the one A uh, in Ottawa. How do you see that kind of working out uh, in goal? Well, obviously, right now I, they need to get a better start than they did last year, and they're going to be relying heavily on Forsberg, and that's just that's just the way it's going to be uh, for now. And you know, DJ Smith's talked about at the start that this team needs uh, in order to you know really be in the hunt. And what I mean by that, I mean you've got Boston with players out, right? So you want to get a good start to the season when you have the opportunity to take a bit of a, a leap here. Uh, you know, with Marshawn um, McAvoy out, like these are opportunities for the Senators to really show well at the beginning of the year but a lot a lot of weight will be on Forsberg but you also have to plan a lot of weight or put it on the decor and when I say I say D as well um certainly we know that Sanderson is there obviously I think the Ottawa Senators could certainly use another uh, bona fide defender um but the structure overall I think whether they get that piece to the puzzle whether it's Shikrin or someone else even if they don't, they have to really work on that defensive structure as a unit, as 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 a five six man unit, including the goaltender, to be able to really shore down those odd man rushes, protect the middle of the ice. Those are the things that I think they really have to work on um, if they want to be able to advance. Because let's face it, you want to get the puck to this for- forward group. You want to be able to to go north with that puck, and I think it's really critical that they really focus in on their own zone and have the structure there to be able to get out. And and it's really you know obviously adding Sanderson to that mix will, will take a lot of pressure, some pressure off of Thomas Shabbat, who was asked to do pretty much everything um, for for the Senators, and having you know Sanderson there and and growing into that role will help as well. Eric Brandstrom is somebody who again really impressed me in the preseason, seeing Ottawa a lot, and he's somebody that kind of what there were high expectations, especially when he was acquired for for Mark Stone. And then really didn't establish himself. He was up and down and and really not performing well when he was in the NHL level. Is there kind of a a hope or expectation that he can take that step forward and and really solidify uh, the the bottom part of that, that defense? Well, I think that this one year is giving him that opportunity, right? And, you know, the consistency hasn't been there. And I think in some ways what we saw from him in the preseason, um, I know I can't use foul language here, but it was almost as if, you know, you're saying bleep it, you know, you know, just play. And and that's what it looked like to me. Um, I think, you know, the element of defense, when you talk about him, he's he's not a big guy. I think he's 5'9". He's got to defend with his feet. I mean, he's fast. Um, he's quick, but he needs to be in the offensive attack. I mean, that's his gift. That's his skill set. So I think that he needs to be going north and attacking and jumping in, using the mid lane of the ice to to exit um, and often being the one to get the puck on the outlet through the mid lane of the ice. And I think that's, you know, that's his that's his piece. That's his element. And if he focuses just on defending, I don't think he'll I, I, I don't think that that's his game. 
Um, but again, I think he's got to defend with his feet. He's got quick feet to stay in front of the play. But when he's activating, I think that's when he's the most confident and certainly the most effective. But when you talk, you know, yeah, you talked about him on that third pairing and Sanderson on the second. I mean, this kid is is elite, yes, but he hasn't played in the NHL yet. So in an ideal world, I think you'd have the opportunity to insulate him, no question, on with this particular group. You know, he'll be in your top four. He's elusive. I think his skating and his edge work are what really set him apart in terms of being able to escape from pressure quickly. Um, and that's something he does pretty well uh, and has done well. So if he can continue doing that, um, but yeah, I mean, he's certainly a guy that they're very, very excited about as they should be. But again, it comes down to how do you insulate who can have minutes? Um, I think they'd like to keep Zub with Shabbat, you know, just a closer, being able to shut the ice down and giving Shabbat the freedom to go as well. I mean, I thought he played extremely well until he was injured last year. Um, the way he moves is so fluid uh, through the neutral zone. Why? One of the reasons why, you know, he can he can have so many minutes. And then on the offensive blue line, I think, you know, his point total early wasn't reflective of the opportunities he was actually creating. There just wasn't a lot of finish there. So I think at the end of the day, you know, you do have an elite, uh, you know, player in him. So, you know, there's good elements there, but certainly I do believe that the back end is the thing that needs the most addressing here. And again, the structure around the D zone in particular. And, you know, there's obviously the, the centers are expected to take that step forward. You know, th- there's no question that they're going to be better than they were a year ago. I guess the big question is, are they good enough to make the playoffs? Because it, it's really, it, it's it's a tough division, obviously. You know, you have the Toronto, Tampa, Florida, who are expected to be the top three. Uh, Boston, you mentioned the injuries that they're having, but, you know, they still have high expectations. And, when it comes down to to the the senators, it is is it's not a all in year, right? Like they don't no. they not have to make that step this year. But what kind of steps do the senators need to have to consider this year a success? In, in your opinion, I think to be truthful, I think when you start the season, I think there's optimism. Um, I'm not in that room, but just the sense uh, around the group and the talent that they do have, you certainly know that they're they're there. I think. Um, in terms of their own personal success, you know, I don't see the goals written on the wall. However, I would say they want to be playing meaningful hockey down the stretch. They want to know that, listen, we, we're in a hunt for a wild card. We're, we're in the hunt. And so you're playing those meaningful games, which are also very important for your youth, young players on that roster to sort of get that under their belt, to have to perform, to embrace the pressure that comes with some of those games. And you're already starting to see it. I mean, there are your older, the physical maturation as Stutzler gets older, physically stronger, whether it's in the face-off circle or down low supporting in his own zone. Um, you know, all of these elements help. But you also have a veteran in Giroux, someone, you know, who who can lead by example, who, who knows what, you know, it's like. And so I think these are all elements, but no question about it, you know, come you know, January, they want to be, they want to be in the hunt for a wild card. They want to think like, they don't want to be saying, oh yeah, we're already too far out come Christmas. We have no shot. You know, they want to feel like they're in it. And I think one of the elements of their game too, I mean, they were 20th in their power play last year, but if you look at the pieces of that top six and you look at sort of a, a Shabbat, who knows if it's a Sanderson on the back end, you know, what can that power play do and how can that power play increase to give them an opportunity? Their PK was 13th. So if they can also increase those specialty teams and those numbers, you know, I, I think they can press down the stretch. And I think that's exciting for the fan base. And I think that's what they want. Yeah. And, and 
you know, so much when it comes to especially young teams is confidence, right? I, I mean, in Montreal, you saw the flip side of that last year where they got off to a bad start and it just kind of derailed from there. And and it's funny to think that, you know, confidence is such a big factor for, for NHL players. But, but I think that when, you know, there's no bad players in the NHL, right? So that, that little edge that you can get is something that really is 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 a determining factor. And I think, yeah, if they get off to a good start, it kind of gets the ball rolling, right? And as opposed to if they get a, a bad start, it kind of says, oh, maybe we weren't as good as, as we thought we were, right? Yeah, and confidence is such a big one, right? Yeah. Because, I mean, it breeds opportunity because if you're confident, you're typically playing better, but then opportunity breeds confidence. So it's <laughs> it's one of these double-edged swords in terms of, you know, you want to be able to play with it because you make better decisions. You know, the game slows down for you and you become more effective at what your skill set is because you're seeing the ice differently. You're processing because the game slowed down because you're not rushing, you're not panicking, you're not, you know, worried about making a mistake, which is a natural process no matter what level you play at. You know, you see it in minor hockey in a big game. You see it. It's 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 tough sometimes to manage the emotions that come along with the game and high performance. But at the at the end of the day, I think it's it's one of those things that you have to walk through as a group, as a team. And, you know, whether it's Montreal in the back end, you know, which is arguably the toughest spot to break into the league. We know that center is awfully difficult in goaltending, but, you know, just the game comes at you so much quicker. And so that the decision making, um, putting yourself in good spots on the ice is really important early. And sometimes it's just one step that makes you vulnerable. And that one step is sometimes learned. Um, so again, you know, confidence is huge. And I think everyone, you know, in the NHL wants a good start for that reason beyond the points, uh, but setting the tone, uh, setting, dictating the pace right to start the season, showing that you're playing on your, on your toes. And I think that's something the Ottawa Senators will certainly want to do. And I certainly, I feel that they think they can um, with the personnel that they do, because let's face it, they haven't had this personnel in the past. So the optimism is warranted, um, but you have to play with confidence, believe you can hang and beat the best to be the best. And so it starts with a couple W's and it, it cuts, it comes with building and improving as you go. And I think that also, you know, you can even say that that might factor into um, whether, you know, Alex Dabrinkat fits in and, and wants to sign that long-term deal that, that they're hoping he, he will sign. Obviously there's, there's, you know, reports that he's already, they're already in talks and that's obviously the, the, the goal. And Ottawa has, has really locked up their, their young core. Yeah. Um, whether it's, you know, Kachuk and then this year Norris and, and obviously Stitzel as well. And is that something that is, is a vote of confidence to, to the players saying, listen, this is what we're going forward with. Um, you know, whether it happens this year or not, just, this is the group we're going to go forward with. Absolutely. Anytime there's someone in your room that you think that's going to make your team better and they're young, especially in particular when they're young. And I know they'd be excited about Giroux and just the veteran leadership he can provide. You know, he's a distributor, you know, all of the things that he can do on the ice. But when you see a Debrinket, you know, 41 goals uh, last year, you know, he's said he's had 160 total so far in, in his young career. And he's young. So, you know, his best years are ahead of him. You've got Timmy Stutzler just moved back to the middle you know, you know, sometimes you can be a little individual, but he will learn and the skill set is there. You look at Norris Batherson, you know, with the all-star um, break, the power play and, and the wheelhouse that they're in. Kachuk learning, you know, to emotionally engage when it's time. All of those things that really help you ramp up as a group. But certainly if you're sitting in the room, I think, first of all, I think how much fun is it? You know, you're sitting around, you're looking at these guys that you're kind of going to grow up with in some way. 
and you got a real opportunity to, to make a difference uh, within the community, the fan base, and then, of course, within your own room when you step on the ice. So anytime they get locked in, it's saying, I want to be here. I believe in this group. And how important is that to know that, you know, there is belief in the room, there is belief in the group, there's belief from the fan base. And that what does that lead to? That leads to confidence. And hopefully that translates to performance. The God of Mischief is back and better than ever. Loki. 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 Wow. Great to see you again. Critics agree. Loki season two is marvelous. Great. And it's finally here. How much do you know? Let's assume I don't know much. A mind-bending adventure. Spectacularly cinematic. I've been waiting for a moment like this. It surpasses all expectations. A little over the top, don't you think? I thought it was spot on. Loki season two. Now streaming only on Disney+. Yeah, and you know, you look at their schedule early on. They start with Buffalo, then Toronto, and and then Boston. Those are those are three games that can really set this tone, right? Because you know they're they're expected to be you know probably better than Buffalo. They're expected to be competitive against Toronto and especially Boston, and and that's really something that that can set the tone early on. And is is Ottawa ready for? Uh, uh, a division rivalry between the Kachuk brothers. Like, it, oh, geez, is, I don't know about that. <laughs> I'm ready for it, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know those games. Whenever Calgary played Ottawa, uh, were always always fun. And and now when you add that layer of division rivalry and uh, looking forward to the next seven eight years of that, it's it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun, especially for people who are maybe on the outside watching it, right? Well, especially when both of them play with such an edge, right? Yeah. So, you know, it may not be against one another, but are they going to chirp each other? You know, well, I, <laughs> you know, I was playing against my sister and we did. So, I mean, a much different <laughs> level, but listen, we did it uh, when we were in university and stuff. So I, I just think, you know, anytime you, you put the jersey on that you're playing for, you know, it's a heated battle, whether you're playing against a sibling or not. But I think for everyone involved, you know that the cameras are going to be going to those guys quite a bit, right? Just whether they're, you know, whether they're at, you know, they're the face-off circle or whether they're, you know, lined up there, you, there's going to be a lot of camera action going towards them and seeing how they do uh when they're when they're rivals yeah it's it's gonna be it, you know one of the things is interesting especially coming from a person who covers the canadians is that i, I we, we i could just kind of sit back and watch the, the atlantic division kind of take hold and not yeah. really you know worry about you know oh they won that game or that game went into overtime because you know Montreal is not expected to really uh, compete necessarily, but the the Atlantic Division in a whole, and and you watch, you know, all three of the the Canadian teams pretty closely. In that, w- what are you looking at just from the division in general? Um, do you kind of see it as as a top tier, bottom tier, and then Ottawa kind of somewhere in the middle with Boston? Is that how you see it, or how do you see? I that? think it's a lot closer than it was last mm-hmm. year. I mean, I thought you know there was the standout teams, and you know the Tampa and Florida and. Um, you know, obviously the, the Toronto Maple Leafs, they, they kind of were standing there, you know, in their own element last year, you could kind of say, yeah, 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 yeah. And there was a big drop off, but you know, Buffalo's better look at Ottawa and how much, you know, Detroit, like there's, there's, there's a lot of, um, I think when you look at the individual games that go head to head and you don't look at it as a whole and you start looking at it as a game by game sequence, you know, you can win at any time. Uh, you know, Ottawa can, can beat the Toronto Maple Leafs. The Toronto Maple Leafs can beat Ottawa. You know, like there are, 
when you look at it as an individual thing, it's more of the consistency over the course of a season, the better team obviously typically comes out on top. And so, yeah, I expect that the Toronto Maple Leafs will be ahead. I expect that Tampa Bay will be ahead in Florida, but you look at just under there, there's not going to be, in my opinion, these massive point differences that we've seen in the past. And because it gets spread out when the bottom teams are better and they take one of the top teams every once in a while and beat them. And so I think they're going to see a little bit more of that. And, you know, because of the depth um, and you look at someone like Ottawa and I think they can, I think they can push for a wild card. Yeah. And it's, is there, obviously when you make the steps that Ottawa has taken um, in terms of, you know, getting to bring cat, getting Giroux and, and really just stating publicly that, you know, you expect this team to be better. Is there, obviously there's always going to be pressure on, on, on Pierre Dorian and, and DJ Smith, but do you think that it's, it's going to be pressure for this year or just kind of if they fall short this year, it's okay. There's not really that. It's not like Toronto, right? Where there's, there's a lot of pressure to to make it out of that first round. Um, Do do you kind of feel like there's, there's stability in, in both the coaching staff and uh, in, in management? Do you you feel like DJ Smith is on the hot seat at all? I think, I think they're, I think they're under pressure. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I mean, they've, you know, DJ Smith has, I think he's done a good job with his youth, but he's been handed different personnel. He's got different looks. And I think the expectation is that um, they're, they're there. And I don't think the expectation is they have to make playoffs or they're out. I think it's, they have to be competitive and they have to show that the build is like, you know, it's like, as you mentioned, they've got the pieces, the layers to be able to compete and contend for those playoff spots. And I think that's what, you know, by the end of the season, um, well, not even the end. I think the start's really important because the start dictates and sends the strong message that we're here. And so I, I think DJ Smith is certainly under pressure right now to put together a group that's better in their own zone, regardless of whether he gets another piece um, and that they they get some W's and they're, they're right in the mix of it. Um, I think everyone knows, you know, the top three teams in the division are expected to be where they are, but that next you know, four, five, six, you know, they're expected to be there uh, and to be pushing. Yeah. It, it, I, it's funny because, you know, I've been, I talked to, to a lot of teams uh, the, the, so far doing this and, you know, Detroit and Buffalo don't necessarily expect to playoffs this year, but they do expect to make a, a step forward. And then next year is really where they have uh, kind of playoff expectations. And then when you add Ottawa to that mix, um, I think that, you know, going into to the year where there was that Canadian division, you kind of got the feeling that, you know, six six of those uh, teams really expected to make the playoffs and only four would. And I feel like that's what the Atlantic is going towards, is that there's going to be some teams that are going to be really disappointed, maybe not this year, but especially next year uh, if they don't make the playoffs. And obviously they can't all make it. So it, it's going to make for some really intense um intense games especially down the stretch and you know these teams see each other eight eight to ten times a year so um it's it's going to be a a lot of fun and look Montreal and Ottawa there's already been some some uh some back and forth after preseason games Uh, I can only imagine what it's going to be uh with all the teams uh once they they get those those eight ten games in because Ottawa is not a team to back down um I think that's something that that's clear is that they're a team that's going to you know they they take their their edge from from their captain and, and Brady Kachuk and and I think that that's um you know it, it's definitely going to be a team that if you're not a Senators fan 
I think that it's going to be a, a team that you're probably going to not like very much. I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean that in in a, in a sense that they're they're going to be that kind of team that that gets under your skin, and and I think that that's maybe uh something that they can use to their advantage a little bit. Well, they they've always played hard, and yeah. I think you know that's DJ Smith wants players who compete, and I think that's been pretty evident um and and Brady Kachuk obviously leading this team with C you know he's he's hard he is tough below that goal line in front of the net and you know he's going to send messages when he needs to and again he's he's matured a lot as a player and he's getting older so I think the timing on that um is something that uh has grown as well so yeah I mean they're they're going to have each other's back out there or, or that's the expectation for any team really um, but yeah, when you have these division rivals that go head to head and see each other, it's, it certainly provides a lot of entertainment for us. And we've got some, some, some tough guys on the back end now, Arbor Jack, I got to watch him at the Memorial <laughs> cup. Uh, so, you know, it, fun time for him to, to be able to, to wear the Jersey and play in his first game as well. So pretty exciting stuff, but a young blue line you got there as well. Yeah, it's it's going to be very fun to watch kind of these teams grow because, you know, I think Toronto, Tampa, Florida kind of have that that rivalry a little bit established, especially, you know, Tampa, Florida, the in-state rivalry to playoffs last year. Um, I think that really set the tone. Matthew Kachuk, when he, when he got traded there, saying that I hate Tampa more now, um, yeah. you know, th- those kind of things set the tone. And I think that you know, it's going to be very fun to watch that that the young groups in that division kind of come into their own and and really, you know, they've been growing up playing against each other now. You know, it's it's been a while where you've seen um, Kachuk play against you know guys like Suzuki and and things like that. And I think that yeah, once you get the the Jack guys in there and 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 play regular season games, I think there's going to be that that that's what the divisional setup is is made for, right? It's made for that that kind of long. Uh, slow burn of of yeah. rivalries and and you know this one's gonna probably extend several years i agree with you i agree with you <laughs> a lot of fun to watch yeah exactly and and we will be watching uh cheryl thank you so much for for taking the time um, yeah, no with, with us and, and have a good season yeah i will looking forward to it thanks thanks, thanks.